everybody. Welcome to That's So Original Podcast, the podcast that talks to you about original streaming programming. My name's Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. Hello. So today we are doing something a little different. We do have a movie plan to talk about, but life. So just haven't had a chance to get that done, but didn't want to leave you hanging for too long. So what we've decided to do today is we're just going to talk about what we've watched this year on the streaming services and tell you what we've liked and what we recommend And we were just talking before we started the recording that Tiffany has watched a lot of things. Too many things. (laughs) What we tried to do is come up with a list of 10 things. So Tiffany had a really hard time narrowing down. And I had a really hard time even remembering what I had watched. So do you want to start? um, uh, Tiffany, your list is also kind of ranked. And mine is just stream of consciousness. So do you want to start and maybe start from your number 10? Yeah, I ranked mine starting at, at my number 10. And as y'all know, quarantine sucked. And we were inside and stuck at home for a very long time. And I was off work. So I watched a lot, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of crap. So my number 10, which I know a lot of people haven't watched, is Castle Rock on Hulu. Actually, this was season two. I actually preferred season two to season one. They're um, an anthology series, kind of like American Horror Story, where it's a completely different story, completely, not like American Horror Story, because it's a completely different different cast. But um, I had no idea that yeah. it was like that. Yeah, and it's all based on Stephen King books, and I am the hugest Stephen King fan, own every book he's ever written. Um, so this was awesome. This season was really good. It was all based around Annie Wilkes from Misery, um, kind of her origin story, and then it had a lot of... If you're a Stephen King fan, there's tons of Easter eggs kind of put in. There's characters' names. There's places. There's events. They talk about, you know, that rabid dog, you know, alluding to Cujo. (laughs) Lots of really awesome stuff. So if you're a horror fan, it's great. Um, It's actually Misery mixed with Salem's Lot. And those are, like, two of my favorite. Actually, Salem's Lot was the very first Stephen King book I ever read. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Really well done. And you said that's on Hulu. That is on Hulu, yeah. Well, I might have to watch. That sounds... I really had no idea. Is that a Hulu, like, original It is. Thing? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to put that on my list. Season... I, sorry. <laughs> season, season one is good. I'm not going to say it's bad. It's good. I got bored towards the end, and then I'm not entirely sure I watched the last episode, and I hear the last episode is, like, phenomenal, and it like change the whole game and I have to go back and watch it because I don't think I ever did but it was really good and then I got bored but season two is fantastic so okay my glowing well, endorsement ca- that's why it's at number 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know right well then I'm very interested to see what's higher up on your list I was gonna say I'm almost using this recording as like what is Tiffany like as I'm gonna put that on my list because I feel like you and I like a lot of the same things we do most of the stuff you're more most like supernatural little stuff that I do like stuff. I like it. I have, it has to be certain kinds. I don't know. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Well, my number 10, and like I said, my list really isn't in any particular order, but my number 10 is the world's toughest race, which is streaming on Amazon prime right now. It was just released this month and the world's toughest race is 
it's a reality show and they are filming teams of people that are it's kind of like the amazing race with teams of three (laughs) and this season or this year's race like they this race goes back for like a really long time i didn't i'm I'm sorry i didn't look and see how long it's been going on but it's called eco challenge and they are in different countries i think every time and this one one was in fiji and the race actually took place in september of 2019 and it's just really interesting i'm not super into reality shows as a general rule um but i do like things like this like survivor-esque things where they have to face certain challenges and use their you know their natural resources or their own talents to kind of get through it and uh, so it it is entertaining my husband and I really enjoy it and it's got Bear Grylls as the host uh, got kind of like a guide through it too and I love him too I think he's such a goofball but I, I really enjoy him too so I have not watched anything that he's ever done I know who he is and I know the general gist but I've never watched any of those shows Actually, my kids would probably like that well there's this thing on Netflix I think your kids would really like and I don't remember what it's called but it's a choose your own adventure almost and it's Bear Grylls and he's going through these different climates and landscapes and he goes through a scenario and then at the end he's like do you think I should do this or do you think I should do this and you actually get to pick which one of those he does and then he does it and shows you the outcome of it and you have to get him like to the end to the rescue and like if you make a bad decision he dies and then you have to start over again or he like because one time we we had him eat an earthworm and apparently you are not supposed to do that oh we'll yeah, that could kill you. So, uh, we killed him. Sorry, bears. What about bears. that? And what about that book? How to eat fried worms? Is that all lies? Okay, yeah, just... that's fine. He said if you fry them first or you boil them, you can eat. You can eat them, but you can't eat them raw because there's bacteria in them because they're basically eating dirt all right. day. Which I was like, wow. I mean, I gross. I didn't know that so I learned a lesson there but I think your your kids would think that was kind of fun we went through it a couple times like let's make the worst decisions and see what happens and that, <laughs> that was kind of fun too that's the kind of crap <laughs> I always do how can we kill him the fastest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that me okay okay this was hard because I really like this one and but there's so many on my list I really love but number nine for me is killing eve it's on bbc america but you can stream it on hulu Um, I think it's a BBC America original series. It's based on a a book series, but it is so good. It's got Sandra Oh from, I guess you guys, people would know her from Grey's Anatomy. And then Jodie Comer, who is, I don't think she's done a whole bunch before this show, but she's a fan. She is, oh, she's fantastic. But it's about Eve, who works for um, MIS, which is like the CIA of Britain, right? That's what their their thing is. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or FBI, whatever they are, MIS, whatever that is. I should probably should have looked into that, but I didn't. But she <laughs> um, and she's tracking like there's all these deaths of these like huge political figures and stuff going on, and so she starts tracking, and she realizes it's, it's a female assassin. And she gets becomes like obsessed with this female assassin because she's so good at what she does. And you see things from her point of view. And then you see her from the assassin's point of view. Her name is Villanelle. And then the, then you see the two of them coming together and they kind of become obsessed with each other. 
Like it's, she knows she's hunting her. So she's doing things to impress her and it, they become very tangled up in each other's lives. And it is so good. It is very dark and twisted. And I actually think I may have found it. I can't remember if I found it last year, but I know the most recent season, which I believe was season three was this year. So I just watched that season very recently. So I'm counting it, <laughs> but it's really good. And um, it's received a lot of um, critical praise and uh, Jodie Comer may have won a golden globe. I know she, or an Emmy, she, they brought her and Sandra O oh were both nominated. So one, of, she won for one of them. So she's really good. All right. My number nine is absentia and absentia season three just recently came out this is uh, airs on amazon prime the first two seasons um second season was last year so they're doing pretty much putting out one every year it is about it the star of it is i won't be able to say her name right it's stana katik she was in castle did you watch oh yeah yeah i didn't watch cast but i know who you're talking about yeah okay she's a police officer and she goes missing for a really long time and they think she was murdered by the serial killer and then the very first episode of season one is them finding her after all these years and the reason it's called absentia is because they had had her declare dead in absentia which i guess is like speak for you've been gone for so long they just assume you're dead right um plus plus um the this serial killer guy it's been a long time since i watched season one i'm pretty sure he um actually said that he killed her but six years later they find her and it's just kind of about the process of like her family she has a son and she had a a husband but he's since moved on and it's just her kind of trying to reintegrate into her life and then her trying to figure out kind of the mystery of where she's been and why she was there what's happened to her and as it goes along you find out that like there are way more bad guys than than you even knew so it's it's very it's very good you've recommended it to me and i have yet to watch it so it's gonna have to go on my list well now that there's three seasons it's a lot to i know you to jump into but that's yeah okay Okay. see these were hard dude because i watched so many that were so good i'll tell you what movies may have been really crappy the last few years but tv has upped its game Mm -hmm. my seven is euphoria um it's on eight it's an hbo original starring Zendaya and oh my gosh I should have looked up the other girl's name but mm, there's another girl in it and I cannot think of her name off the top of my head but she is a trans actress and she this is her very first show she's ever done before that she was a model so and she's so good but it's all about teenagers like in a high school and the horrible, raunchy, awful things that they get up to kind of due to peer pressure, bad boyfriends. And it's, it sounds like it's very, I don't know. It's not your typical, like, it's not your Degrassi kind of thing. It's, it's, (laughs) this is like, they're dealing with hard things. The main character, Rue, played by Zendaya, has just come out of rehab after one of her many overdoses. So she's got a major drug problem. She has OCD and she's been dealing with some issues since her father died. And she's just, 
she's had a rough time. And then she meets this girl who, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible. I should have looked this up. Uh, I, d- I just looked it up. Her name's Hunter Schaefer. Hunter Schaefer. And then does it say what her character's name is? Cause I can't. Um, one moment, please. Oh my God. I was going to do that and I didn't do it. I was going to look up a little blurb on each one and I didn't do it. Jules. Jules. Thank you. Okay. So Hunter Schaefer that plays Jules. So it's Rue and Jules meet each other at a party and just become friends. And they kind of get each other in a way that nobody else does. And um, we quickly find out that Rue has some feelings for um, Jules pretty quickly. And they kind of have a toxic relationship. They're really good friends, but there's one wants something. They each want something different from each other. And I don't know. It's messy. It's crazy. But just watch it from Zendaya alone. She is so good. She should have freaking won. And I, I think she is up for an Emmy right now. But I don't know. I could be wrong. She's got a scene outside a drug dealer's house where she is just desperate to get drugs that destroyed me because her acting is so good and her desperation and her oh it's awful I got chills just thinking about it because it's it's so good but that's on HBO so you know get yourself a new email address and get yourself a week of HBO (laughs) and start slamming these shows back because they got some good ones right now I did just look up that she was nominated for a primetime Emmy award for euphoria there you go she's so good put that on my list too All right. My number eight is called Restaurants on the Edge, and it is a show that's on Netflix. I'm going to say a lot of mine are on Netflix because that's my jam. It is a team of three people. It's a restaurateur, which I am guessing is just someone who knows a lot about running restaurants, (laughs) an interior designer and a chef. And what they do is they go to these restaurants all over the world that are struggling, that are about to close or who's just are just bleeding money every year and need kind of a revamping. And like, literally, they're all over the place. They're like in Hawaii, they're in Finland, Slovenia, like they're just all over the place and they come in and they just completely redo the place. And I just think it's, it's very interesting because I, I would look at each of these restaurants at the end of each episode and I would find them like on Facebook or whatever and see how they were doing. And they were all doing so well and then coronavirus came and and a lot of them have had to close or you know just temporarily and now uh, admittedly I have not checked back to see if they have been able to open again but so that was kind of a bummer I was like gosh that what shitty timing you know to get all these people to come in and get your restaurant really up and going again and then have something like COVID come and screw everything up like it screws everything up. And it's so hard for small business owners right now. So that is... Yes. That's sad. And I, I don't know if it's season one or season two, because there's a couple of seasons. So I'm not sure which one I watched or if I watched both of them, to be honest with you. I don't know. They just... When, when I get into a series like that, they all kind of seem to run together because there isn't, like, a theme for the season. It's just a different restaurant every episode. Right. Um, but it's it's really 
cool. I like things like that. Like I said, I'm not a big reality show person, so it has to be something that really grabs my attention for me to enjoy it and sit down and watch every episode that Netflix has. So if you're just sitting around and you're like, I don't want to get into anything like really heavy. I don't want to get into something that's got 30 episodes for me to catch up with, but I just want something that's going to keep my interest for about a half an hour, 45 minutes. I, I recommend that show. I, I thought it was was really good. I like the, having those in my on my list, those kind of shows that I can have in the background while I'm putting a puzzle together that I don't have mm-hmm. to pay attention to. And, if, you know, other shows, like these other shows that we're talking about, you have to pay attention or you've missed the whole thing. And so if I'm staring yeah. down at a puzzle, I don't want to miss something important. So that's, that's a good one to add to my list, too. Yeah, all of my honorable mentions are shows like that. Ones that I enjoy, but not ones that you have to sit down and invest a lifetime on. Like, you could just watch an episode and just be like, okay, that's great. I'm ready for bed, you know? Right. My next one is probably on your list, but it's just further down. I have The Umbrella Academy from Netflix. That's number one on my list. (laughs) This is one of many, I've realized, superhero ones that I have on my list, so... (laughs) Do we want to just talk about it about, or do you want to wait till you get to yours and talk? Yeah, about let's it? just yeah, we can just we can just talk about it. I literally just finished season two this past week. It's so good. Uh, it's no, based on the comic books by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way. Comic book shows are always a big hit in my house. We're big comic book fans, so we hadn't heard much about this before it came into a Netflix show. And then when it came out and we watched the, you know, for, not even, we were in a couple episodes in the first season and then my oldest had to run out and get all the graphic novels and he watched oh, and awesome. he read them all. And so when season two came around, he was very much one of those going, actually, this thing <laughs> happened or, oh, I've, I've been waiting for them to bring this up. So he's a big dork and it's okay. That's really interesting, though. I would I don't want to uh, talk too much about spoilers, but I would kind of like to know what happened that he yeah actually. Yeah, there's some stuff with um with the dad that he was like okay. wanting to talk about. But if you're not familiar with the series, it's about a family. I guess you call them a family. Sure, their family. Um, this their family. Yes. Yeah. This this dad who is a you want to call him a scientist? This man. This uh-huh. he, I don't know what to call him. Yeah, he's 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 a trip. Um, on this one day, all these babies were spontaneously born on this one day, like from women that weren't even pregnant. So this man went around trying to buy as many of these babies as he could, and he ended up with seven of them. And they just happened to all have some kind of superpower, all but one. And he raises them up to be a crime-fighting group when they're, like, kids. And now they're adults, and they're coming back together, and they've got a lot of issues. They're carrying a lot of baggage from their time with their daddy, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff. The first season is very dark and goes into a lot of different areas. The second season is tons of fun. I don't know. I really enjoyed the second season. I did too. Characters are more fleshed out. And that's odd. With a drama, usually your first season is so good because that you had a story in place that was going to start here, it was going to end here. And then most series anyways that they start with that because they're not sure if they're going to get past the first season. And 
they had that first season so flushed out and the second season is so much better. I don't know, man. They the writing on that is really good. Yeah. Yeah. The first season they are coming back together because they are trying to stop the apocalypse. Oh, and dad and, and dad died, right? Yes. They're coming home because dad died. Right. Dad died. And one of their siblings comes back to tell them, uh, hey, glad you're here. Time to stop the apocalypse. And second season, they are in a different time period. And again, they are having to stop the apocalypse. But that is like such a small part so of tiny, really yeah. about what this show is about. Yeah, it's just so good. Every character, uh, you kind of love and hate every character. I don't know. I could not hate Klaus if I tried. I well, okay. Sometimes I'm just like, God, Klaus, just put the <laughs> bottle down and just like do something. You're he's so fun. You have this power, and he's just such a. He's a oh, trip. he's such a Klaus. He is. But it's got really good. I mean, there's a lot of good acting or um, actors and actresses in it. Um, mm-hmm. Ellen Page, who's really good. Um, there's a bunch of them in there. So. And all the supporting cast is really great, too. And their soundtrack. Um, you cannot beat that soundtrack uh, with a stick, so... I know. I love that soundtrack so much. I have been playing season one soundtrack. Like, that's why I got a Spotify subscription, is so I could just play that soundtrack as much as I wanted. And see, uh, the season two soundtrack... Um, I'm still working my way through it. I don't think I like it as much as the first. I don't first like it as much either. Yeah, chef's kiss. Yeah, and I was reading an interview. What I don't think it gives it too much away is the when the dad brings these kids together, he calls them all by numbers. So there's number one, there's number two, in ranking of how he thinks like the best kid, pretty much, and what their powers are. So he names them, you know, number one through whatever. And there's a character whose name is number five. The actor that plays him said that every day before he had to do a big fight scene, he would listen to um, My Chemical Romance the black parade oh cool so that's how he hyped himself up and then i guess they were like one of the other actors like oh i thought there was something wrong with you in the morning i had no idea you were listening to that <laughs> before you come to fun to come to the stage so they're kind of cool i like it that i like that kid he i follow him on uh instagram he's really big into like climate change stuff and yeah he's like a really um an an activist in so many ways but i just keep looking at him and i'm like wow if they do a season three they are going to have to age him a little bit because he's not gonna be able to play that young kid puberty has hit and they're gonna have to jump him forward a little bit if they keep with this time travel thing they're just gonna be have to be like yeah well look at that he hit puberty during that's what i told my kids this last season i was like what are they gonna do next year because he's not that age anymore i don't know what they're gonna do with that so my number seven is warrior nun (laughs) and i literally just finished watching warrior nun and i went through it in like 24 hours no kidding and 10 episodes it's on Netflix, and I have a friend, and apparently this came out in July, but I feel like my friend has been bugging me forever to watch this, and I'm like, is it really just, is time moving that slowly that July feels like an eternity ago? I d- yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I feel like she told me about this show a while ago. Anyway, I finally decided to watch it, and she said, just be aware that it, it, it seems 
campy. It's going to be like, what the heck? This is so dumb. But it gets really deep and, and dark. And it is really, really good. It's very hard to explain what it's about. It's about a girl who was a quadriplegic for basically her entire life and after a car accident when she was pretty young and she dies and then through a really bizarre twist of fate she is kind of resurrected and she can walk and she is now like a powerful being who has to learn how to control it and gets taken under the wing of a bunch of nuns as you would imagine and I don't want to give too much away about it but I really liked it and it's one of those shows where I feel like there's a lot of shows lately I've seen like this, where I'm not a huge fan of the main character, but all the supporting cast is just so good oh, yeah. that you can that you can kind of overlook the fact that the main character is kind of a little bit annoying, but everybody else is just great. And by the end, she was she was tolerable. I'll say that, but uh, it was it was very good. And I hear that there is going to be a season two. Right now, there's just one season. Hmm. Is it teen friendly? Is there lots of sex or anything going on in there? No. Oh, okay. There's uh, um, there's one quick little scene, but you don't see anything. Like nothing. It's just a build up. You don't see anything. When they put that thing up at the top and tell you what the rating is for, it says language and gore. So okay. there is, you know, there's language and gore. But no, I think your kids, your older boys would really like it. Cool. Just to backtrack, just going to say everything on my list so far, the only one that is like teen friendly is Umbrella Academy. Do not, do not let your teens watch Euphoria. You will be (laughs) disturbed. There is a lot of naked in that show. Just going to say that. Okay. My six is also an HBO show. It's Barry. It is about a hitman. It's a dark comedy. But it's a, about a hitman that decides one day that he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He wants to explore what it would be like to be an actor in L.A. So he walks off in the middle of a job, pretty much, and decides to go take acting lessons. <laughs> and it is so dang good. They're 30-minute episodes. Uh, they just they had their second. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they had their second season. And um, it's got Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live. He's so good in it. And it's got um, Henry Winkler at the Fonz. He plays the acting teacher. So that's super fun. But it's really violent because, you know, when you're a hitman, you can't just walk away. <laughs> you really you really can't. So there's a lot of his, his dark past keeps coming into his current life. And oh, it's so good. There's points where I laughed out loud and a second later, I'm <gasps> so like, yeah, it's one of those like you, you never know what's coming and. It's really good. It's I keep saying it's really good, but it is. I've how many seasons are there? There's two so far, and if they don't do a third, I'm gonna cry because it kind of <laughs> left it on a on a cliffhanger. So, kind of sorta. So yeah, they need to they need to finish that up if they're going to. But I listen to a lot of podcast interviews and Bill Hader. I love him because he will give you all the inside scoop of like. If you watch this scene, you can see that I'm breaking. If you watch this scene, you can see somebody else breaking. So that's what I watch for. And then that, I don't know. Those are the things I live for. So it's, I, I, I think it's good. All right. 
But I binged it, I think, in two days, the whole, both, both seasons, oh, wow. because I really liked it. All right, my next one is a very family-friendly show, and I sure do have, like, a lot of reality things on my list for someone who doesn't really like reality (laughs) shows, but again, I don't really put this in the genre of that. This is more of a game show, and it is Floor is Lava. Yes! (laughs) And my kids and I... I love this show to the point where my basement for a while was untraversable because of all the obstacles that my kids had set up for our own personal family floor is lava. (laughs) And my daughter keeps asking my husband when he can set up like some kind of monkey bar situation to practice that, which I'm like hard no, because this child fell off of monkey bars in third grade, it broke her arm. So no monkey bars for her. But she's convinced that when she is of age, they're still going to be doing the show and we can go on there and win $10,000. That's that's the prize at the end. There are three teams of three and they go through these rooms with obstacles you have to climb on or jump to or hang off of, something like that. And you have to make it across the room and the floor of the room is lava as one would imagine based on the name and however many people make it to the end and then whoever makes it in the fastest amount of time with most people wins ten thousand dollars it is another one of those shows where if you're just like i just need something to watch for like a half an hour before dinner before bed whatever it's it's a great thing to just put on and kind of phase out of reality it's one of those shows where my kids and I watch it going, God, they're so stupid. Why don't you do this? And you know that if I was on it, I would have been in that lava in a second. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. And I, I'm like, don't jump to that. Jump to that. And yeah. I love it that the floor is lava. But it's, Literally you know, it's lava. your red water. But the minute that the people fall in it, they cut away <laughs> and you never see them again. So it's like they died in the lava. They do the, like, dramatic thing where, like, they'll go under slowly and have one arm still. And I just, I would love to know how deep that actually is. I want to know where they go. Do they stop everything and pull that person out and then start filming again? I have so many questions. Yeah, because then they film it again and at the end and they're not wet and covered in red liquid. So they they had extra clothes. They showered. I need to know these things. I need a behind the scenes of the floor is lava. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to continue down my row of comic book shows, superhero shows. Number five is Watchmen on HBO. I had a bunch on HBO. Sorry, not sorry. HBO's got some (laughs) stuff. Um, Watchmen is based on the graphic novels. There was a movie out a few years ago that was about Watchmen. Watchmen is the superhero movie or superhero comics that are the anti-superheroes. All these superheroes are, like, dark and have been doing some shit. This takes place, um, it starts with Gina King, who is up for all sorts of awards for this. And if she doesn't, she's, probably, she's I think, the favorite to win. But she plays Sister Knight, who fights racists and all sorts of stuff. It takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 34 years after a white supremacist attack. It's a real thing um, of uh, a black area of a town where they just destroyed everything, killed everyone in, a, in like this whole town. But in this story, white supremacists attack the police department and kill 
all but two police officers. So laws are passed that then cops can hide their identity so they can hide behind masks so people don't know who they are. So all cops wear a mask that all you can see is their eyes, which is so creepy knowing the way we are living now and Mm -hmm. all the stuff with Black Lives Matter. This couldn't have come out at a better time. It's very, very crazy. But there's all sorts of superhero stuff that goes on, but a lot of it is about race and a lot of it is about dealing with these old school white supremacist groups and how they still are prevalent today and it's really freaking good. It's so good. It's also got Jeremy Irons and oh, Gene Smart, Lou Gossett Jr., Don Johnson. Wow. I don't know how to print his name, but yeah Yaha Abdul Mateen. He is really good. He's been on a bunch of stuff. He was Zendaya's brother in The Greatest Showman on the trapeze. He was her brother. Oh, he's been cool. he's gonna be the new Candyman in the new Candyman movies. So. <gasps> oh wow! Yes, so, yes, he's good. He's a he's okay. a major player in this series. So look it up. It's good. All right. Well, my next one on the list is also another Netflix show, and season three just came out in June of this year and it's called Dark and it is a German show and there's some debate over which is the best way to watch it to watch it in German with English subtitles if you're watching if your first language is English I should say or if you should watch it dubbed and I watch it dubbed now I apparently I'm crazy because most other people like it with the subtitles but uh, the dubbing takes a little while to get used to but I'm used to these characters voices with the dubbing and the premise of the show is that a boy goes missing around these tunnels that are in this town It is such a confusing show because it takes place during three different time periods and the time periods are 33 years apart. So one is in 2019, one is in 19, I'm going to see if I can do my math. No, it's it's definitely the 80s. 80s. I can't do math at all. Maybe 86 and then 53 this sound yeah that sounds right right. yeah it's the same characters so what i have to do and what a lot of people do literally i sit there with a family tree and pictures of all these people (laughs) in these different time periods otherwise i cannot keep it straight it is it is just bonkers yeah so the 1986 2019 blah, blah blah so all these people you know and then some of them aren't alive in 1986 and then some of them aren't alive in 1953 it is so wild i couldn't begin to sit here and explain to you what this show is about but i really 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 love it yeah i've seen the first season twice because a lot of times i'll i'll watch something that i really enjoy and then i think that my husband will enjoy it so i'll get him to watch it too and i have to say that watching it twice is also pretty helpful because it is just a real mind you know what but it's so good i I could not tell you anyone who is in it because they're all german actors (laughs) actors and actresses and they're all so good the 2019 cast is a lot of teenagers now i you know how shows do i don't know if these people are actually probably like 35 
<laughs> yeah, right. So like 90210 up in here, but they're so good. They're just everyone is is so good. It is definitely a drama, but it has a lot of supernatural elements to it. Go watch it. Just give it a chance. It does take a while to be like, what is going on? The genres that, like, if you IMDb this, it says it's a drama, it's a thriller, it's science fiction, it's a mystery, it's supernatural. It is everything. Hmm. Watch it. Is that safe for teenagers, too? Well, I mean, there might be a booby. Hmm. There's a booby. Isn't it terrible that, like, I'm like, bloody, 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 fine. Language gore, fine. Do not show me a nipple. No. Do not show me a nipple. Yeah, then there's a nipple. You're not going to want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> being a mom of boys i'm like ew i don't want to sit in the same room with you while we're watching it. you watch it without me <laughs> oh so you'll probably never get to see that probably but not. all you people who are listening who don't mind nipples it... <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind them i don't want to watch them with somebody with my 16 and 14 year old it's weird all right all right all right anyone without 16 and 14 year olds who can watch a show by themselves watch dark do it do it Okay, my number four, also a superhero comic book thing, is the- Shocking! Shocking, I know. But it's not on HBO. It's on (gasps) Prime. It's The Boys. The Boys, the second season comes out September 4th. I don't know when when this will, when we'll be posting this, but it's soon. Watch it. It's coming out. It's so good. It's about superheroes where- In this world, superheroes are around and they are treated like celebrities and also like more like political figures. They're looked up to, they have a brand, that's this whole thing. But what happens when that power goes to their head and they have superpowers? So these are superheroes. Let's, let's, okay, let's put it this way. What if President Trump had superpowers? Oh, God, don't you even. This is where we're at with the boys, is that, you know, there are some superheroes that are there to do superhero stuff. And there's ones that are doing it for endorsements and to ha- and make people in Russia happy and make these people happy and doing all these behind-the-scenes things. And so the boys are a group of regular people who are trying to stop the soups or the super-powered people. So... How do you do that? How do you stop a superpowered person? You find your ways. But it's dark in the first, like, because I'd heard things about it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. In the first maybe five minutes, something so brutal happens that I almost turned it off, but then I hung with it and whew, it gets really good. Not well, now su- I'm scared because I was going to watch that tonight. Oh, it's you'll be fine. Okay. But it's not safe around the kids. There's a lot of dirty, dirty stuff that goes on. Um. Lots of dirty sex. But it has Carl Urban. He's been in a bunch of stuff. The only thing I can think of right off the top of my head that he's from is Lord of the Rings. He was one of the writers of Rohan. So is that what you saw, they call it, I think? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's what, he's He had blonde, blonde hair in that one, but he doesn't anymore. And then Jack Quaid, who is Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Um, he's oh. been in a couple different things, but he's the main character, Huey. And he is really good. So he's a regular guy that just happens to be thrown in all of a sudden with these superheroes and trying to figure that out. So, But also, uh, Elizabeth Shoes is in it, too. 
on, I guess, if you like Chase Crawford, wasn't he in some, like... God, that sounds so familiar. He was in, like, Gossip Girl or something. He was in one oh, of those shows. yes, yes. I don't know. I didn't watch any of those, but he is just a piece of shit on this show, and he's funny to watch because he gets a lot of stupid things that happen to him, but... Yay! Watch The Boys, well, season two. I, I'm soon. definitely going to watch it because season three has already been right. given the green light. And we know now that Jensen Ackles of Supernatural and Days of Our Lives fame, <laughs> is, fame is going to be on it. And since Supernatural is ending, I have to move my allegiance to other places, I guess. And um, they're going to be wherever Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki go. So I guess I'm going to be watching Walker, Texas Ranger, and definitely the boys. Yeah, and then this year, I don't know how you pronounce her, it's A-Y-A, Aya, Aya, Aya Cash is joining the, the, um, the, um, you know, the cast, and <laughs> she's from You're the Worst, which is such a fun show, and that series ended, and now she's coming on here, and she's so good, so keep an eye out for her. All right. Okay, next on my list, and this, actually, the season two came out in November 2019, but I'm pretty sure I did not watch it until this year, so it counts. <laughs> and it is Jack Ryan, which is on Amazon Prime, and this is based off of the book series by Tom Clancy. It stars John Krasinski. Yes, I think from I'm saying that right. From it's the office, Jim. Jim. Um, and he is a former U.S. Marine. It is an action show. There's a little bit of drama and relationships, but it is primarily an action show. And John Krasinski is is so beefy and beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yes, watch it just for the eye candy, but also it's just it's a really good show. It has a lot of great. Uh, supporting cast Nomi Rapace and I'm not sure if I Rapace I'm not sure if I'm saying yep. that right either she was in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series she she is was in, in the original and then they remade right. it with what's yeah I name. have yeah I haven't watched the remakes because no uh, it was so good you know and she was also and, in the the alien prequel um oh Prometheus she was in that oh, one okay. too I think I've, yes, I've seen that. It's been a while ago. She's in season two, but it's really, really good. I mean, it's about going on these missions in all these foreign countries, and I just, just watch it. I can't. I, I've heard everything. great things. And then, you know, this Jack Ryan, he's the character of all the movies that they came right. out, like, in the early, two, what, late 90s, 2000s. They, they've, he's, that character has been around forever, so they've made a ton of movies off of Yeah, I mean, he works books. for the... CIA now, but he used to be a Marine. And so he, I think he works in counter, counter terrorism. That's the word I'm looking for. So obviously he's going all over the world and, and it's just very good. Have I said that? Yes, I, I, I believe you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my number three, I heard no one talk about this, but me. So maybe I was the only one that watched it, but I enjoyed it so, so, so much. Um, it's Dispatches from Elsewhere. It was, it's maybe because it's hard to find. It was an AMC original series on their channel. And I think you can only watch it on their website or maybe, I don't know. Last I saw, it was not available on Hulu or anywhere else. I think you have to go to their website and you can watch it for free on there. But it's written by and stars Jason Siegel 
from, you know, uh, How I Met Your Mother and Freaks and Geeks That's what, mm-hmm. and all those good movies. He created it and kind of based it around, it's based on a, a true story of something that he had done. The show, I'm just going to agree, because it is the trippiest show and it's one of those shows you have to pay attention to because it's crazy. But it stars Jason Siegel, Sally Field, Andre Benjamin from, or Andre 3000 from Outcast, and this new actress, Eve Lindley. And they are, I'm just going to read what it says. Four ordinary people who are brought together by chance after they respond to a flyer. They all feel something's missing from their lives, and they're drawn into a game that unfolds into a series of events, taking them from parades to shareholders' meetings. As they piece together the puzzle to find a path forward, they come to delve deeper into a mind-boggling mystery. So what Jason Siegel did is he had seen a flyer hanging on a telephone pole that said, are you interested in, I don't know what one he picked. Every one was different, like reading reading dolphins' minds. Are you interested in like crazy weird crap, finding Bigfoot? So he, you know, took a little number off the flyer and called it. And the minute you called it, you were put into this game. And it's almost like a scavenger hunt, but crazy so you get put into this this game you're and you're not sure if this is real life or if it's a game these in this show these four characters are told they have to save this girl named clara so everything they're doing is to save her she um, was an artist that was abducted by the syndicate and they have to save her but they're not sure if this is a game being put on by a company that wants them you know that they're your ad placement they're doing all these things or if it's a true story, they're so they're going back and forth. Is almost each episode each episode is done by from the different point of view of the people that are in the in this group and why they're doing this and what they believe. Do they believe it's for real? Andre three thousand is, is his character. Fredwin is a conspiracy theorist, and he has he's like got the the thread on the wall with the tacks. He's trying to figure it all out. <laughs> you know, Jason Siegel just his character just wants to feel something, be included in something. Sally Field is a woman, an older woman, who just wants to have friends. So she's doing this, you know, as something to do. But it's crazy. Each episode, you're going, wait, what? Wait, what just happened? Is this real? Is this fake? I don't know if I ever really know if it's real or if it was fake. So I liked it. I enjoyed it very, very much. I've never heard of that, but it really sounds cool. I bet it's because of where it ended up or where it started that right. it didn't get a whole lot of it didn't and then like i asked about it and i'm like i need somebody to discuss it with me and nobody's <laughs> watched it so it's one of those i'm like please just watch it so uh, we can discuss cause, i'll try okay I'll try. Uh, i i a girl i do theater with i i had told her all about it and i don't think she ever watched it but she was all in and i don't know what happened so Julie, Julie, if you're listening, did you watch? I need to know. <laughs> Is it just one season? It's just one season. It okay. says, I mean, when I looked it up, it says it's an anthology. I don't quite, I don't, if they came back, it would have to be something completely different. But the okay. characters are so good. Eve Lindley, this is her first show. She's also a trans actress. This is also the first thing she's ever done. And she takes your breath away. She is so beautiful. And I, every emotion that rolls across her face. Oh, so good okay all right i'm gonna put that on my list i'm not gonna make you a julie promise but i (laughs) i I will try i will do my dead level best okay 
Next on my list, and I really hesitated to put this on my list because of how much I complained that I hated it while I was watching <laughs> it. But towards the end, I I have to say that it really did hit me. And this is uh, season four of 13 Reasons Why, which Ooh. is on Netflix. And it came out in June. Now, if you have lived on planet Earth at all, you probably are familiar with the first season of 13 Reasons Why, which follows uh, what happens with a group of kids in high school after the suicide of one of the students and she had left all these tapes for the various people in her life that she felt led her down this path to complete suicide. So that's what season one is about. And then seasons two through four are about the rest of the kids and kind of their progression through high school. And it's very high schooly. So there's sex and drugs and drug addiction and bullying and guns in school and just all of the things that these teens these days, I guess, and, you know, when we were teens too, uh, dealt with. Now, season four, there's one kind of main character guy. His name's Clay. And Clay is been through some shit and so by season four he is really losing it and he is thank god in therapy they're seniors now and so it's kind of the precipice of what are these kids going to do with the rest of their lives and i can just so relate to that even at my age at the end of season four i was also going through some stuff so i was like super emotional and at the last episode i just cried just sobbed and i that's not me at all kelly and is dead inside so that never <laughs> happens i just don't cry that much i just like really good at just locking it in there and keeping it all bottled up and season four the build-up to the end is just so emotional and i really appreciated the journey that these kids had been on and even though I complained about how slow it was, it's like, that's just kind of life. Sometimes it's just like nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And it's like, wham, you just get hit with it all at once. It was just the culmination of the last few years of these kids' lives and where they were going from there. And I, I think it is a lot, obviously, if you have not watched any of it, it's a lot of seasons and it's really really emotional like it the first season it's just yeah gutting and really raw and it is hard at times to get through this show because it's just they don't they don't hold back. anything no they no, do no no uh it, so yeah they're it's intense but I did decide ultimately that I did like season four and that is the last season to my knowledge. They have wrapped up things pretty well. And so if you find yourself with a lot of time and you're like, you know what, I would really like to cry today, then 13 Reasons Why is the show for you. I watched the first two seasons because I had read the book. So the first season stuck pretty well in the book. There's a lot of differences, but... The same storyline. 
So I didn't think they needed a second season. The second season was okay, and I just could not do the third or the fourth. I was like, mm, I tapped out. Eh, I was done. <laughs> but I, I've heard wonderful things about that last episode of season four, so I, I believe you. My number two is the show that I think I've probably cried the hardest out of all this. these on my list. I don't think any, I've cried at any of the routes from before now. My number two is Never Have I Ever. It's on Netflix. It's just had one season so far. They are short 30-minute episodes. They are written by Mindy Kaling from The Office. And it is about the life of a first-generation Indian-American teenager. And the cast is all fresh-faced teens from very diverse ethnicities. So they are... A really cool, nice, diverse cast where it's not like it's all white kids having white kid problems. It's really, really nice uh, group of, of different actors that you've never seen before. You don't normally see on TV. But the main character's name is Davy, spelled D-E-V-I. But she lives with her mother and her cousin. Um, her father has recently passed away. And she's dealing with a lot of grief and things left unsaid, things left angry before her father passed away unexpectedly and okay it's written by Mindy Kaling who we know Mindy Kaling from the office we know her from the Mindy project she's freaking hilarious this show made me laugh so hard at like the dumbest awkward things that you do when you're in high school like the your your friends are stupid you're stupid the guy you like that you think is so wonderful he's a total dumbass and I'd be laughing really hard and then she would gut you with something about the dad that passed or different things they're dealing with, but it's really funny. I, I blew through it in an afternoon and I think they're going for a second season. I would hope so. It got a lot of great buzz when it first came out. It came out in the end of April, so it hasn't been out that long. Yeah, and, I definitely remember hearing about it. But it's really, really funny. I, If you just watch the trailer for it, I think you would laugh really hard. So check that one out. It's a quick watch. And I would say it's teenage friendly. I would I would probably let my kids watch it. They didn't watch it with me the first time, but I, I would be open to watching it again because it's funny. Well, the next one on my list is a pretty quick watch, too. I think I went through season two in maybe two and a half nights. And the second season came out in May of 2020 on Netflix because, you know me and Netflix. And this is called Dead to Me. Woo-hoo! And we love this show. It is so good. So good. It stars Christina Applegate as, well, there's two main characters, basically. There's Christina Applegate, who plays Jen, and then there's Linda Cardellini, who plays Judy. And they find each other through some... It's a grief support group. Yeah, but there's a lot of backstory to what led both of them to be there. And it's a really good show. It is, I would call it a dramedy because it definitely is got dark things happening. I mean, there's murder and mayhem and... um, And Jen's favorite word is fuck. Just, just... Yeah, a lot of... She says it a lot. (laughs) But it's also really, really funny. I was just so funny. Jen is just deadpan, so sarcastic. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty sarcastic person. I and mean, even a lot of times I'm like, damn, Jen, tone it down. She is super, super sarcastic. And Judy is just the, the sweetest. sweetest. Oh, she is just sweet as sugar. And the 
the dynamic between the two of them because as the show goes through they become friends i i it's hard. i don't their lives are entangled forever and okay. they become very yeah. very close yeah you can't you can't talk too much about it without you it give too much yeah. away but it's yeah. here's the thing is this is one of my favorite shows but i knew you'd probably talk about it so i didn't put it on my list so i cuz it it would be i mean it would be for sure be on my list but i wanted to mention some of these things that i think people probably haven't heard as much and i knew you were going to talk about it cuz i know you just finished the this you finished the second season recently so right yeah so. yeah just recently uh and the second season natalie morales i think is how you pronounce her name she plays a pretty big role in the second season and it's funny because my friend my friend he's my friend yes but he's also my husband um <laughs> my, we've been watching parks and rec like we just sometimes we don't have anything to watch we just go back through it and she is Lucy. Oh, Lucy. Lucy. What is that? Tom. Tom. Tom's girlfriend for a few episodes and kind of reoccurs throughout the series. And I, and when she was on the screen, I was like, oh my God, it's Tom's (laughs) girlfriend. I love her, but yeah, I can't talk about it without giving, giving it away, but they are short episodes. They're like 30 minutes a piece and they are so good. It's like, as soon as one ends, you're like, well, I have to watch the next one. There's... They leave each one with a cliffhanger. Like <laughs> yes. every episode ends with like a, oh, what the frick? So you yeah, have to go watch the next one. It's very hard to just be like, okay, I think I've got to be done for the night. Like there, there were several times I was like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, yeah, I really, I gotta be done for the night. No more, just one more, just one more. You could just one more this show and watch it literally all in one night. Yes. And I love, oh, the sarcasm, the writing in that is so fast and <sighs> yes. so good. It's, it's one of those, I don't know. It's probably one of the best shows out here right now. So and it's good. got James Marsden in it and he is so hot. He is. Oh my God. Gosh, I've loved him since this movie. I watched her forever ago with Katie Holmes in it, and now I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it, but it was like a teeny, uh, scary movie. Shoot. Can't remember it. But anyway, hmm. if... I don't know. Is that the one where they're high school and the things go bad? Y- yeah, uh, well, and it's like, it's the, um, ali- the alien... Disturbing like, behavior. Yeah, like disturbing body behavior. snatchers kind of thing. Isn't that what happens in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. The, okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep oh my yep. God, that movie's old. It is. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were quite young when they were doing that. They were probably high school yep. age when they were doing that. That was peak Dawson's Creek. Katie oh, Holmes. yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay, my number one is probably my number one because it's the one that I'm binging right now. I just finished the first season last night or the night before, and I'm cannot wait to get into the second season. And that is Doom Patrol. It's on HBO Max. I think it started out originally on, uh, there was a DC Universe streaming platform where they started it and then HBO absorbed them. So now HBO has all the DC um, movies and characters on there. But this is also a superhero comic book. It is a comic book. Doom Patrol is a group of people who have superpowers but each of those superpowers were acquired through some kind of tragic horrible accident that disfigured them in a horrible way but now they have a superpower and they kind of hate themselves and they hate their lives but they have a superpower so this ragtag team 
comes together through this guy called the Chief that kind of bands them together and then the Chief goes missing. So they have to get their shit together and try to figure out not only their own problems, but try and save the Chief. There's all sorts of really fun characters in it. It's got Matt Bomer in it. So you know how much we love Matt Bomer. And he plays Negative Man. He was a fighter pilot in the 50s or 60s and was in this horrible crash, but was also like Fantastic Four. He met an alien being that went into his body and made him radioactive and destroyed his... All the beauty that is Matt Bomer is gone. So now he just walks Mm. around covered in bandages. But there's lots of flashbacks to Matt Bomer life before everything happened and why. And and if you know Matt Bomer, Matt Bomer is um, a very proudly gay man. And this character is back in the in the 50s, 60s, whenever this is, was a very closeted gay man. So his character is dealing with a lot of that, which I don't think that's a spoiler by giving that away. But and then it has of all things, it has Brendan Fraser Hmm. in it. And, you know, hello, Brendan Fraser. Where have you been? But yeah. He plays Cliff Steele, who is a race car driver, and after a horrific crash, his body is gone. That's all that's left is his brain. So they put his brain inside a robot man, and now he's a robot man and the indestructible man, and it's pretty much just Brendan Fraser's voice through the whole time, but every once in a while you get a flashback, which is nice to see Brendan Fraser doing some things, but he is hilarious. His character's great. And then it has Diane Guerrero. You would know her from Orange is New, the, the New Black. She was, oh, there was Blanca and the other girl on Orange is New, the I Black. I watch that show. Oh, but she was the very prissy, she was going to be on Instagram, even though she was in prison, girl. But she is fan-freaking-tastic. She plays a character called Crazy Jane. She has 64 different personalities, and each personality has a different superpower. It's freaking awesome. So they randomly, like, whatever is happening with her psychologically, whatever's happening in, in life, uh, personality will take over. And also they might have this crazy superpower that may burst her into flames. Or one is called Silver Tongue. So everything she says turns into, you, you see the words hanging in the air and they're made of silver and then they turn into knives and stab people. Wow. So it's really freaking cool. But it's super dark. It's twisted. I mean, these people are dealing with really awful stuff. This character, I mean, they call her Crazy Jane, but that is not her real name. Jane is one of the many personalities. She's been through some shit. Nobody who has 64 personalities is there for fun. She's been through some horrible things. It's dark. It's weird. It's hilarious. It's all the things I love. So you notice all of mine are like, what the heck? There's It's it's funny. And we're crying. What the? This is brutal. It also has Cyborg. If you're a DC fan, Cyborg's in this. My kids love Cyborg. So I watched the probably the first six or seven episodes by myself, and then I let my kids watch. There are is some nudity and sex in the very first episode. I kind of fast-forwarded through that. It wasn't crucial to the point. Um, I've been through all of season one now. There's like one more little tiny bit, but it's safe, I think, for kids other than lots of language and lots of violence so if you're okay with that like I am then you might like that show <laughs> but I cannot wait to start season two and my kids are tear- I started letting them wear it, watch it without me since I'm ahead of them and they are tearing through it as well all right well I'm gonna jump to my honorable mentions now all right and these all are shows that are just 
something to have on the screen, but something that is kind of entertaining. You don't really need to pay attention to it. These are all on Netflix, of course. And the first one is called, I'm just going to go through them real quick. Uh, basically, by the names, you're going to know what they're about. The first one is called Outback Truckers. And it's about the Outback, the truckers in the Outback. And it's obviously set in Australia. There are three seasons on Netflix. However, there are multiple seasons and they are aired somewhere in Australia. And I guess Netflix just buys the rights to them at whatever time period they want to. Because this premiered in 2012, but it just came on Netflix, I don't know, in the last few years. Um, so that I really find interesting. It's just about long haul truckers through the Outback and it has great accents and lots of roos in the roads. <laughs> and I just think it is, it's just good, clean fun. My next one is Doomsday Preppers, which originally aired on the National Geographic channel. There are four seasons on Netflix and it just was so appropriate for the time of corona people who are preparing for these types of pandemics and natural disasters and nuclear holocaust and things like that and how they're preparing their food and their shelter and their ammunition and so uh, uh, that was something that my husband and i enjoyed watching over the summer while we were doing our own doomsday preparation <laughs> And my last one is called Rust Valley Restorers. We really enjoy car restoration shows, and there are a lot of them out there. This one, it follows a junkyard in British Columbia, and there are three seasons on Netflix now. It's this crazy Canadian guy with these long blonde dreads, and they pick a car out of the junkyard basically and restore it or have people bring them things to be restored. And it again is just uh, what can we watch tonight? We've got a little bit of time to kill before bed, but don't want to get into something heavy. It's, uh, it's a show that we, uh, my husband and I have both enjoyed. Those are my honorable mentions. Nothing, nothing too deep. I, mine are, are deeper. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to mention this one because I'm so sad about it, is I am not okay with this. It was on Netflix. I say it was on. It had one season. There was supposed to be more because it ended on a cliffhanger. And I am dying because they just announced that they canceled it because of COVID concerns. They just, too much money, blah dee blah dee scheduling. I want to cry because it. I need to know what freaking happens. But it's also a um, graphic novel, teenager is dealing with the recent suicide of her father, just coming to terms with the fact that she's gay, and, uh-oh, she just realized she has a superpower. So... When is that going to happen to me? I know, it. right? But, and she doesn't even realize what's happening. Just weird things start happening, and, oh, wait, am I making that happen? So it stars Sophia Lillis, who was Beverly in It, and It too, young Beverly, and also Wyatt Olaf, who was also in it, he was, um, oh God, the one that's sick all the time. Um, yeah, I can't think of his name, but you know. Oh, I know. Yeah, oh, I can't. The one that the, has the asthma and the mom that's mm-hmm. yeah making him sick kind of thing. He's in that. He is so good. He is so good in this show. This, the writing is great. It's super sarcastic and fun, but it has a very Stranger Things vibe where it's really dark, supernatural, kind of scary 
but you kind of just fall in love with these characters, and I am so sad it's not coming back. Another one, I don't even freaking care. It is, I did not watch this this year, but I think, like, four people have watched it, and more need to watch it. It came out in 2017 on Netflix, and it's called Godless. It is so good. It is a Western, which is so not my thing at all, but Kelly and I are in a mom's group on Facebook, and at one point, someone had put on, like, posted, post a scene from a show that that destroys you with no explanation. Just post it and, you know, see if anybody else has watched it. And somebody posted the scene, and I was like, what the heck show is that? I'm like, oh, it's godless. You have to watch it. So I went and watched it that night. I think I finished it that night. And I think they're hour-long wow. episodes. And it is so freaking good. Um, but it's, it takes place in a mining town where all the men in town have died in a mine explosion. So it's all being run now by women. And a gang of outlaws are on the hunt for one of their former partners who has betrayed them. And he ends up in this town. So they kind of... It sounds very old, old West that they have to fight against these outlaws, but there's so much more of it to, than that. There's one lady who is a widow. Her husband was an American Indian, and there's just so many things going on. But it has Michelle Dockery from Downton Abbey in it, Jeff Daniels who, from you know, Dumb and Dumber, but so many other things. <laughs> and then um, Merritt Weaver from Nurse Jackie and Unbelievable. She's so good in this. And what's his name? Thomas Brody Sangster. The kid from Love Actually and all those. Nanny McPhee, but now he's all grown up. But he plays a great character in this, but it's so good. I think it's one of those shows that nobody ever talked about, and it was really amazing. And also just going to mention that I am currently watching Lovecraft Country on HBO. There's been two episodes so far as as we're recording this. Another one comes out tomorrow. It is really good. It's the, I have to look up what time frame it is. It is pre-civil rights era in the South. Oh, yes, this is 1950s. This guy named Atticus Black and his uncle and their friend Letitia decide to go on a road trip across America because Atticus's dad is missing. He had gone on a, on a trip and they got a letter from him, which was very odd. And so they decided to go looking for him. Well, they're coming from Chicago and they're going into the deep South where black people are not welcome in the most of the places that they're going to. Like the whole first episode is called Sundown. And it's about the fact that there were towns that were called Sundown Towns. That if you were black, you could not be in that. You better not find yourself in that town after sundown. Like, the cops would chase you to the county line to make sure that you were out of there by sundown. And then maybe there'd be cops way down the other side because they didn't want you in their town either. So it's insane. But, I mean, there's there's that, which is, so, like, important conversations, important history to have right now. But it's also supernatural trolls and ghosts and all sorts of crazy crap because it's based on lovecraft stories so um oh yeah so like i didn't okay yeah i think you would really like it it's very supernatural horror and it has journey smollett do you remember her from fuller full house she was michelle's little friend on full house yes yeah and she was also just in um birds of prey uh with the harley quinn movie she was just in that as well and then Courtney B. Vance plays the uncle. I love him. He's such a good actor. And Jonathan Majors, he's been a couple things. He's the main character, Atticus, but I can't think of off the top of my head what he may have been in. But they are great. The first season is, or the first season, there's a couple episodes, but 
what I've noticed since we're only a couple episodes is, is each episode deals with a different kind of horror movie trope. So the first one is like monsters. And the second one was about like mad scientist cult kind of stuff. And then this next episode coming up is like haunted houses and ghosts. Seen through the eyes of black Americans in the 50s. It's just so different and cool. And I really like it. The reviews have not been great saying that it kind of poops out after the first couple episodes. So we'll see what happens. I really like it now. I'll, we'll let you know if it continues to be good. Okay. I think it's worth checking out. Cool. Well, there's quite a few on your list that I will be checking out. School is back in, but it's back in in my office, <laughs> not in actual school. It's still going to be really hard for me to watch things. That's why we're a little behind on our regular episodes, the things that we normally do. Going to just have to try to figure out when to fit that in. But we do have our next movie selected did you want to sure. tell the people um next one is going to be we're taking a, a a break from all the netflix and the hulus and we're going to do something on disney plus and we're going to do the one and only ivan my kids loved this book uh it's a ch- based on the children's book the one and only ivan it's an animal movie which is usually not my favorite thing but they're in a talking animal movie it's not great but the story's really good, and I'm hoping they did a great job with it. And it's got Brian Cranston and Sam Rockwell, who is one of my favorite actor- actors ever. I love ever. him, too. He plays Ivan. So good. And Angelina, Angelina Jolie and all sorts of really good actors and actresses in that. So we'll see what happens and see how good it is. I haven't heard much about it, so I haven't heard it much good or either. bad. So we'll see. It just came out, so maybe, you know, I don't know. It's no Hamilton, so... True. Yeah, that that definitely is still getting a lot of the Disney Plus buzz, so... But, yeah, we're going to do that one and tell you guys whether you need to run get a Disney Plus subscription. I know. I almost put The Mandalorian on my list. I really wanted to, but I... It's, I mean, we liked it, but it was not my, my top ten. Well, I almost added Hamilton to my honorable mentions, but I couldn't <laughs> decide if that, if, if that really qualified since it's not I think uh, it does. I don't know. I and I just love it so much. So okay, fine. I Hamilton's on my honorable mention list. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, it, we're talking to Laura right now. What is wrong with you that you don't like Hamilton or don't refuse to watch it? Seriously. What's wrong with you? It's it's so good. Well and even my husband who he was like he hated it. He hated it. Uh, I he has the soundtrack downloaded on his phone, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> uh, ha, yeah, you hated it, right? And he's like, I just like the King George stuff. I'm like, I do too. Sure, I mean, of course, everyone loves the King George stuff, but he's got the whole soundtrack. So liar, liar, pants on fire. And just, I think it's Hamilton. such a, it's such an important thing right now, and to hear from diverse voices, and I don't, it's just something I think was important. Go check it out. I know we say this a lot when we talk about writing in a movie or a series being so smart, but it's just, it's so beyond that. Every word of every song is so intentional. It is smart isn't even the, the word he's, for it. He's a genius. It's, he's a freaking genius. Yep, he really is. He really is. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this break from our normal routine. We will be back ASAP with our regular 
how we do things. So check out some of these shows that we've talked about in the meantime. And let us know what you think. You know, yeah, email what's, us. what's on your yeah. top 10? Let us know if there's something we haven't, if maybe it's something we need to explore. You know, it's been, that's what I was, it's been yeah, that's what I was just going to say. That would be great if you would let us know what are you, what did you watch this year that you love that maybe we could talk about? So, Tiffany, do you want to tell them where they could find us or and maybe where they could send that email? You can find us at That's So Original Podcast on Facebook, at That's So Original Podcast on Instagram, at That's So Pod on Twitter, mm-hmm. and we have a Gmail that is, I don't know, off the top of my head. If you had to guess, what would you think? Is it, it would that be? so original podcast at Gmail? Ding ding ding! Woo! You got it. Yeah. So let us know. We're out there. We're waiting to hear from you. Yeah. I, we would love to get mail. A mail would be very exciting. That would be so exciting. And uh, while we're talking about exciting, if you would rate and give us a written review on Apple iTunes, we will read it on this very show and make you famous. Now, don't. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound Even if you say something horrible, we're still going to read it because we're probably going to laugh. Gonna read it. We're going to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, and we will talk in your era next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.